Welcome back to the Stories from the Woods podcast. Today's story touches on that fear that we have in us, that there's monsters in our room. They're ready to pounce out and scare us, attack us, whatever it may be that our mind creates. But what if those monsters really want to just be and hang out and aren't ones that want to scare people? And maybe monsters just aren't real at all. In today's story, Sherry will be able to experience all those things, and you'll see how it all comes out. Monster Party Sherry had just taken a nice long bath with her favorite bath toys. She was now in her cozy, warm PJs, snuggled in her bed. Sherry's mom was telling her a story about an interesting woman, Mrs. Maddox. Although Sherry wasn't too focused on the story, because she was thinking about the monsters in her room. Her mother finished the story, kissed Sherry goodnight, turned out the lights as she closed the door until there was only a crack of light piercing through the darkness in Sherry's bedroom. Sherry scanned the room to see if any eyes peered out at her. The closet was the likely location, but under the bed or in the toy chest were also logical hiding spots for a monster. The suspicion of monsters had been in her mind for at least a year now, probably longer. Every time she brought it up to her parents, they would tell her monsters were not real, and sometimes they would go to great lengths to even look at these classic hiding spots to find nothing. Even though she had never seen the monsters, she had heard them, or at least she heard things that were convincing enough to be monsters. It was as if they were having a conversation between each other. Tonight when the conversation started, in a foreign language, she decided it was time to stand up to her fear and to these monsters. To help give herself a little courage, she turned on her bedside lamp. The words or sounds stopped instantly. After a long silence, Sherry spoke up. I know you are there. I know there are more than one of you, and I know you talk to each other. Come out so I can see you. Nothing happened. Sherry sat up in bed, waiting, just like her mother did, when she was waiting for Sherry to do something that she asked her to do, such as picking up trash she had left on the coffee table while watching TV. Still, no response from these so-called monsters. Sherry was beginning to think maybe they were not real after all. Maybe the sounds had been muffled from a TV program her parents were watching. She had one more thing to say, to either get them out or convince herself they were not real. I think each of you are not here to scare me at all, but rather you are hiding because you are scared of me. Your hiding is making me more scared, and I don't like scaring anyone. If you are there, please come out so we can both get over our fears. I know one of you is in my closet, one under my bed, and the other in my toy chest. Come out so we can see each other and talk. A long pause. Before the closet door creaked open, Sherry held her breath, for her bravery now turned back to fear as a shadow emerged from the closet. The shadow entered the boundary of the light from the lamp. Sherry could make out a red, circular body with skinny arms and legs, like a garden hose dangling out of the body. Two oval eyes, a long with a yellow spaghetti-like hair, appeared. It was difficult to make out any other features until it opened its mouth to speak. 
its native language. As it spoke, it had a long blue tongue that was lashing in and out that seemed to be the main source creating the foreign sounds. Shortly thereafter, two more monsters emerged, one from the toy chest. This monster looked like a jack-in-the-box as half of its blue, skinny, rubbery-looking body stuck out of the toy chest. It only had one eye, which sat at the very top of its body. No arms were seen, but two little hands were sticking out of the middle of its body. And then from the end of her bed, a green poof of hair appeared. The hair waddled over to where the red monster stood. Sherry could finally see a very short but stout green ball with short legs but large webbed feet, tiny eyes, and its large mouth was exposed as it started to speak to Sherry. I am Horace. This is Jack, as he pointed at the blue jack-in-the-box monster. Sherry giggled. No, really, his name is Jack, and this here next to me, referring to the red monster, is Samson. We are the primary color monsters. We are just not much into scaring you. We fear you would scream, and we have heard you scream before, and we have no desire to hear it again. Plus, scaring gets old pretty quickly. Our first scaring gig was to scare Bethany, a young girl like you, and we did that for several years. Well, you scared me pretty well just hiding. I could hear you talking to each other. Sorry about that. Samson has a hard time staying quiet when he is awake. Where do you go? What do you do when it's not night? I've never seen you in your hiding places. And that is because we are invisible during daylight hours. We spend most of that time sleeping, but on occasion we will explore the house or your neighborhood. There are some monsters like us that like to play tricks on people during these hours, acting like ghosts and such, but we prefer not to do that. Have you ever played any games with a child before? asked Sherry. No, we have never interacted at all with someone like you, responded Horace. Well, I think we should have a party tonight and play games. I'm not tired anyway. The monsters conferred with each other in their native language. Finally, Horace said, sure. We will try this party idea out that you suggest. Just know the others cannot speak your language. Okay, hopefully they won't have to talk much. Since you're so good at hiding, let's play hide-and-go-seek first. And so the party began. After hide-and-seek, they played hi-ho-cherio. Each colored monster picked their matching color fruit. Samson, cherries. Horace, apples. Jack, blueberries leaving Sherry with the oranges. As they were playing, Jack started making a repetitive hum sound. The rhythm had Samson tapping his head, and Horace began shaking his playing pieces in his hand. Sherry broke out into a soft singing voice, stringing together some random thoughts. After the game, the three monsters started a new song as Sherry climbed into bed. She did not lay in bed long before the soft, musical sounds lulled her already exhausted body to sleep. The room was full of peace now, a different view from when the night began with fear. When Sherry woke up the next morning, she thought the monster party was all part of a dream. She did look in the closet, toy box, and under the bed, but there were no sign of monsters, which would be expected based on what they said. As she walked out of the room to get some breakfast, 
she heard Horace say, Can we play Candyland tonight? Sherry's eyes grew large, and she turned around and responded, Yes, another monster party tonight. This concludes The Monster Party. If you enjoyed this story or any of our other stories on the podcast, please leave a review and share your experience for others to see. Or share the podcast with friends and family that you believe will enjoy this podcast. This podcast features the song A Dinner and a Rabbit by Mute Stare. Available under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial License. We hope you enjoyed this episode from the Stories from the Woods podcast. And as always, continue to listen to our next episode.